Good morning, folks. It's Wednesday, August 30th, 2017. Um, once again, this week we're following up with uh, a what was a lost SEMA episode for, that we recorded back in November of 2016. Um, this is with the CEO of Waylens. Um, they're a company that makes, think of it as kind of a GoPro that's specifically catered towards the automotive enthusiast market. It's a really nice device. Um, I did a review of it back several months back. Um, I, I, I still am using the thing. Uh, and the CEO was a really good interview and um, not at all was what I was expecting. Um, so uh, thanks for hanging in there. We're going to be back with some live episodes real soon. But um, frankly, these get us out of a little bit of a pinch here when it comes to a time crunch between Jeff and I. And uh, it's nice to be able to finally publish these. Universe's live coverage of SEMA 2016 is proudly brought to you by Forza Horizon 3 for the Xbox One and Windows PCs. Get yourself a copy of Forza Horizon 3 at Xbox.com on Xbox Live or your favorite retailer. And once again, it's Universe from the SEMA show floor here at uh, the Magnaflow booth. And uh, I have to extend a thank you again to the Magnaflow guys for having us here and uh, giving us this space and giving us a venue away from the crowds here where we can have some guests in and have a nice little conversation. Uh, I also have to thank the guys over at Microsoft for publishing the wonderful game Forza Motorsport and making sure that we don't go broke by coming here. Uh, a little sponsorship there. Come in and... Uh, you know, they came in with the two rigs out back with Forza Horizon 3 on them. Uh, they've been used the entire time we've been here. It's been very, very popular because it's a good game. You should buy it and go and take a Lamborghini to 200 miles an hour and crash it into a tree because it's expensive <laughs> to do in real life. Yeah. Uh, and then also Fanatec for, uh, for giving us the uh, wheel and pedal assemblies that um, are very, very nice. They're all aluminum. They have hydraulic bits or pneumatic bits and uh, yeah it's better than what's in my cars so yeah, you can adjust the reach and pressure it's just like a four mounted pedal assembly it's yeah. very very impressive you've even got H pattern shifters and all that kind of stuff it's really cool. um, frankly it's too nice for me so uh, okay so today we've got uh, the CEO of Wayland Howie how are you doing pretty good how are you guys damn good good it's the last day of the show so we're very happy about that so, yes, yes um i've been playing with your with your product for the last few weeks uh your pr company got a hold of me and said hey would you like to try one out and i said yes please uh so it is it, it, you guys started out on kickstarter correct uh that's right yeah we did a kickstarter last year in october to in november it was 30 day mm-hmm. and uh we um about uh, two thousand, over two thousand units was sold in the thirty days. We we're very excited about the. What responses. was the original? What was the original goal? The original goal was uh, fifty-five thousand dollars, and we actually reached uh, six hundred thousand dollars. Whoa! Yes. Wow. <laughs> we all, we were overwhelmed by the just twelve, by the, uh, just 12 support. Yeah, just twelve yes. x. Wow. 
And people told us that was not the like Kickstarter was not the right uh, uh, platform for automotive uh, products. They were wrong, now weren't they? That's uh, that's really impressive. I mean, you hear people with Kickstarter successes where it's two x, three x the goal, and then they hit the stretch goal or whatever. But twelve x is very impressive. I didn't realize that it was that was that big of a hit. Well, thanks. thanks. Um, so, what was so? What was the kind of origin of the company? Where, what gave you the idea? Who did you start working with to, to start making this a reality? Uh, yeah, so a little bit about myself. I worked at uh, Amberella. It's a high-tech semiconductor company that they provided the technology platform for GoPro cameras and for DJI's, the camera using the drones. He's got a DJI. Um, yeah. And the, a drop cam. So they're really the, the, uh, you know, the technology in the background. And I worked with them uh, for a long time, and uh, and understand the you know the camera and the vision processing is really going to be the future. And I got inspired to start the company, work with uh, uh, my co-founder uh, Dawei. He's from uh, MIT Media Lab. That's where we also got our initial uh, innovation uh, incubation fund, mm-hmm. and uh, also our team in Shanghai. You know? So presumably you guys did a lot of the development here and then the manufacturing is happening back in China. That's right, yeah. So that's like um, uh, a lot of these um, electronic uh, components. Right. Uh, well, so, what, so you know, I mean, there's so many cameras that were on the market before yours came out. So what were the things that you wanted to, to do? Like what were the holes in the market you saw? You know, oh, well, I want to make something that does these things because no one does these things. Oh, absolutely. That's a great question. So we announced the uh, Wayland's Horizon camera. It's really the first automotive camera, and uh, specifically designed for the drivers, and make the enabling them to easily uh, capture, edit, and share their driving experience. I think no one has really done this uh, before. I mean, with the, with all the smoke and tire, and of course the Hooniverse content too. GoPro has been used everywhere, 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 but that's, you know, for, we use it for kind of film film purposes, not for recording the experience of a track day or something. Mm, well put, yeah. You know, it's, it's good for cinematic purposes, but from my experience with your product, it is, you know, take kind of the overlay that you get in playing Gran Turismo or in Forza or in whatever the racing game is of your choice, and it takes all the telemetry and, and, and the OBD2 data and, you know, even GPS and puts it, overlays it on top of the video from the driver's perspective, which was what really interesting about the product because you guys have that really cool OLED display on the back of it that shows you pitch and roll and boost pressure if you want or whatever the hell, you know. Yeah. Um, that's that's right. So, uh, you know, GoPro is really designed for extreme sports, for versity uh, applications, and our product is designed specifically uh, for the automotive uh, application, for the drivers mm-hmm. uh, from the ground up. So we differentiate uh, from GoPro, not only from a, you know, we're getting out of the boxy style with a beautifully crafted uh, camera, uh, but more importantly, we amplify the fun uh, with the data overlay, like uh, Chris, you were saying about the uh, you know all the data from the high resolution GPS, um, so we have location information, a nine-axis motion sensors. So you know all the you know the pitch and roll, and the 
um, the OBD um, information from the car, you can read directly from the CPU of the of the car and the performance data. Uh, we amplify all the data, uh, amplify the fun with the data, they overlay in real time that you don't have to do. Um, you, if it's GoPro, you have to spend a lot of effort to do this. Well, you'd have to go and buy a separate data recording box and sync everything up, which is, that costs other people a lot of money. <laughs> yes, that's right. If you look at the whole system, uh, you can get a Corvette that has a data recorder. Yeah, but it's only 720p. It's only 720p, yeah. but it's going to cost you eighteen eighteen hundred dollars yeah. plus a Corvette. Yeah. Plus a Corvette. That's right. Plus, give or take seventy thousand. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, about seventy thousand dollars. Or you can get it like you mentioned that you can get a GoPro, and with a, another data recording system. And then combine the system together, spend hours like really trying to sync up all these. We do all the data and over and the overlay and the video synchronization automatically. It's very good because you know I watch a lot of track videos and, and um, tracks or roads or whatever. But there's always just comments in the question. Or, sorry, questions in the comments of if, if someone's interested in this car, like, well, what are your you know what's your speed around this corner or how are you approaching that? Or especially for track learning, you know trying to instruct someone where they should get on the gas coming out of a corner and if they have the video that shows here's all my telemetry you can just watch the video and see when to start accelerating when you're at Laguna Seca on you know the corkscrew or when you should not be accelerating or what the pitch and roll is like and it just it takes away the the back and forth that takes so long and you just get to watch how it all works and, and it's like a great instruction tool I think uh, that's right. That's one of the applications for the product that we have all these different layers of data that associate with video so that you provides you a very rich visual uh, information. And all these are tied together, uh, bring together with our mobile app uh, as well as desktop applications to bring the whole experience together. Yeah, the interesting thing that, I, that when I started up um, and started playing with the camera, the thing I noticed is that it actually creates its own Wi-Fi network, and join, but it can also join a Wi-Fi network. I assume that's because some cars are shipping with their own access points. Um, that's one application. Also, when you park into the garage, you can join your home network, and then you can upload oh. the data. So we yeah, have yeah, it's a lot of thoughts uh, uh, has gone through the really trying to improve the user experience there. Okay. That makes sense. And then when you install the app, then it actually connects to the access point and pulls all the data in real time. That's so, right, yes. Which I assume probably really wouldn't be... Bluetooth probably not really high enough bandwidth to handle it. No, Bluetooth uh, Bluetooth Classic would not have enough. They up to yeah. like 1 megabits uh, per second, and so we're using the um, Wi-Fi uh, 802.11n mm-hmm. um, for pulling the data uh, and then transferring data between the phone uh, and our camera. So the camera itself is a highly connect, has a lot of lots of connectivities. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Bluetooth low energy, and working really as a system. Yeah, and then you guys, when I opened up the box, there was all the hardware in there for basically doing a permanent mount in your car. You know, think of basically mounting a dash cam, but you guys provide all the little hardware bits and pieces to make that happen. Uh, that's uh, the one part of the user experience. We wanted to make sure that you open up the box and easily can connect the amount 
um, the camera in the car and start using it. And um, we have seen other people getting different accessories, trying to build using aftermarket uh, parts. It's just that experience is just not that uh, seamless. Yeah, I will say you guys clearly spent some money on the packaging because it's it's gorgeous, and I I mean it's it's legitimately up there with like Apple's packaging in terms of refinement. It was I was very impressed for a startup company the the amount of attention to detail that you guys put in there was. I, I commend you on that. So. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, it's a very nice piece. I mean, it's, it's, it's milled aluminum or, or whatever the case. Is. The case is milled aluminum. And it's very nice, like heavy, dense. Feels really solid compared to like the first gen GoPros when they were. To be fair, they were developing, and they. I mean, if I'm snowboarding, I want less weight on my head. But in this case, it's mounted to a car, and it, it seems like it's very resilient. Um, yes, that's the part of the design is really we designed the camera for automotive environment. So the case itself is a unibody aluminum. It's beautifully crafted. Mm-hmm. And even the lens itself, the lens barrier is also all metal too, so that the camera can withstand the the big temperature variation in the car. Oh, yeah. So you will not like you okay. probably have heard that. That was gonna be story. my next that was gonna be my next question is how much if, how much, you know, testing have you done in like high temp? Situations. Yeah, so we had done a lot of uh, high temperature and you know, low temperature testing and um, the vibration tests for to make sure that we hold withstand the uh, you know the abuse uh, the camera will have inside the car. Is there is there image stabilization built into that? I I, I wasn't able to tell. Uh, so we have uh, EIS uh, electronics image stabilization okay. that uh, using the gyro information to help, uh, but we don't have the you know. The, uh, it's not a OIS type okay. of. Uh, okay. Yeah. But whatever it was, I mean, it seemed to work because I didn't, I couldn't tell one way or another how it was done. But I mean, it seemed pretty smooth. But you know how it is. Sometimes it's, it's. I, I did this on a road trip across the country, where for the most part I was in my mom's Camry, which is not exactly a rough riding car. It just kind of floats over everything, so uh, it, it was a little hard to tell. Versus like if I put it in my Fiesta, uh, it might look as though there's an earthquake going on. So, because that car. It, it, it shakes you around a little bit. So, is there are there any plans um, to acquire all the track maps so that it can overlay? You know, I mean, I just recently used a V box and I was really impressed. With, I mean, and that's their their job, of course, is to make it easy. And they have all the data. But you know, you pull on the track and it knows you're on the start line. It knows what turns you're on, and then you get all that feedback data. So, is that something you guys are going to eventually do? Um, yes, absolutely. So, I think that's a a great way to uh, talk about this new feature that we released at SEMA. And uh, so we released this new feature called Go, and uh, it's a uh, specifically designed and for the, um, um, for the we call it the virtual track racing feature. Mm-hmm. So it's enable uh, drivers to um, to be able to uh, compare 0 to 30 and 0 to 60 uh, time trials anywhere and with with anyone, uh, on, on obviously on certified uh, tracks. Wow. So we are very excited about this uh, this feature. When, when do you anticipate that being able to come to market? Uh, so we already released the feature at the SEMA show. Okay. So you can, you can so download. I can, go, I can go home and update that camera and then... It'll have all those new features. Yes, yes, okay. yeah. So you can already download um, the uh, the app, and then you can also download the firmware. Okay. And the update the firmware to enable the zero to thirty and zero to sixty time trial. Okay. 
well, I'm going to hold you to that because I don't want to get back to the house. So uh, <laughs> I believe him. I believe him. Um, all right, so I have, uh, you know, it's, uh, there's also a battery in the device, but it was unclear to me how long that will actually run off a battery without being um, connected over USB. Uh, what, what's the typical runtime on that one? It's just the battery. So the battery depends on your video configuration. So obviously, you configure the video as a higher quality video, the battery will run uh, less time. Uh, at the 720p configuration, the battery can run uh, up to two hours. Uh, but if you use the, we call it the insane quality mode, the 1080p60, that we take the full frame of the Sony sensor at over 300 megapixel per second of, of uh, image processing, in that case, um, the the battery will last about 45 minutes. Okay. So um, it seemed, I mean, from, from the website and the images you were showing there, you were touting um, kind of your advantages in, in low light situations versus the competition. How do you guys go about making sure that your camera uh, is more suited to those kind of conditions in an automotive environment versus, say, like the sensor or something in a GoPro? Is it, are you physically using a larger sensor or...? But that's a great question too. So we are physically using a larger sensor. Okay. So compared to the um, the sensor that used in the highest end GoPro, uh, we're using one point uh, one over eight uh, sensor. Is so it's about the thirty to fifty percent larger. Depends on which model you're comparing with uh, GoPro. Okay, so it and just can physically take a lot more photons in and turn that into data. Absolutely, yes. Okay. That's how it really works, right? It's physics for the for the optics. So the optics itself is also much bigger. So the lens is designed specifically to fit that sensor, and which is a you know, bigger sensor. So it, physically, we would take more lighting. Yeah, the, I haven't used it in a night driving situation, but that's one that's one use case where I would try, I would try it up, take it up to Malibu or something at night and see how it does on those roads, mm -hmm. um, just because obviously it's very, very dark up there. And... Um, GoPro just, I mean, I've tried to shoot stuff with a GoPro at night there. And it just yeah, GoPro's low light is not very good. It does not work. We've, we've used it in a lot of stuff. And you can adjust the ISO and everything, but it's just, you know, they, they don't, that's not their optimal environment. So, no, I think it's it's really optics. It's really the yeah. optics, the lens, the sensor, and the processing. So, um, we have been trying very hard to really improve the whole pipeline of image processing and provide a high quality experience. Okay. Um, so you have a companion application that goes along with with the camera. In my initial experience, I tried it out without using the app first, and you can do, you know, all the important stuff on the camera without ever touching your phone. Why would a user want to use the app on their phone in conjunction with the camera versus just the camera themselves? Um, so there. Uh our app is actually much more sophisticated. In the in the camera, you can only do a limited settings, and it's a, a relatively small display. And the app will enable you for um, a, a much better preview, and then um, we'll have uh, especially simple edit, uh, trim, and editing features. So you can do all the uh, editing and the and the uh, trim. Uh, using your phone, you don't have to, you know, gone on the days that you have to bring the SD card uh, back to a computer and use a computer to do the simple, to do the editing. Mm -hmm. That you can do everything from the phone. And that's really one of the big uh, advantage of using, using our mobile app. And we have a, providing a, a fantastic user experience and make it extremely simple and easy uh, for the drivers to 
just a simple trim and edit and upload uh, the video and just share directly from your um, mobile phone. And what if you're to share from your phone directly, um, what are your options as far as exporting it? I assume YouTube's probably one of the big ones. Um, where else can you send it from? Uh, YouTube, Facebook, for your uh, your own social network. We also provide a cloud uh, services uh, using our Waylands mm -hmm. and Portal. So, and we also support a social uh, app, uh, a social in the app, and so you can share and you know follow and then start building this community. And so, one of the application, for example, uh, we talk about the zero uh, zero to sixty. A virtual racing, a virtual time racing, the Go feature, and one of the uh, features that enabled by the mobile app is a leaderboard. So the virtual leaderboard, you can go there and see the performance and the you know the test results, and this can all be done in live. That's a very good idea. It's, it's kind of like a, yeah, it's a video game leaderboard, but in real life, people are going to be like, people are going to be arguing over like finding sticky tarmac. Yeah, and finding like colder air and you know trying to like you know beat the system and like go out at night. Somebody but... goes out with tires that are a day old. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's why we. That's the the part having the mobile app. We enable these uh, these applications, and that's why we initially we were thinking of calling it uh, the virtual racing the VR, but we thought that's kind of confusing. But it's also better than VR. This is really augmented reality that you are experiencing that. And you also have this social aspect and building this community. That's cool. Is um, so in terms of, of the whole social network thing on there. Um, I believe I had to, I, I signed up with an account directly with you guys. Did you have a Facebook page, face login on that too? Or I, I can't recall. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Facebook and login make it so very easy and simple right well you want onboarding to be fast that's every right, start of right. stream so yeah. um how, so has, how's the off-road durability have you had it tested you know on any um like off-road racing trucks with the, because there's more vibration over time have you done any testing with that or is this more an on-road application uh, so we are working on um, doing more testing as well and uh, obviously continue to improve on the uh, the design and uh both software and hardware. And one advantage we have is over-the-air uh, software upgrade. So imagine it's like a Tesla. So you, uh, that's why we, with the new uh, feature that we can deliver to the people who already have the camera, you can just upload, uh, upgrade the firmware, and you get a new experience, like the track, uh, the lab uh, map you were discussing. So there's something that we're, we're developing. That's a good idea, because I... I I plug my GoPro in to my computer maybe every six months. You know, most of the time I just take the card out and dump the footage. But I'll plug it in and it'll say, oh, you know, one to three new updates waiting, but you need I need to power it down and those things. And it would be really great if it could just, if it can update itself or, you know, through the Wi-Fi while I'm on location, that would be very helpful. Uh, yes, that can be done. And that's one of the beauty of the Wi-Fi connection using the mobile phone that you can upgrade the uh, firmware on the uh, the software on the camera. Yeah, that's cool. Is the camera running? Just out of curiosity, is the camera running just a little Linux kernel or an Android OS behind it or something? Or? <laughs> so this is really behind under the hood. I'm uh, just technology. curious just because that's my background, and I'm just curious on this. I got the CEO here. I got to ask a question. <laughs> it's, no, it's a great question. It's uh, we're running Linux 
okay. on the even though it's a small system, yeah. but really it's it's running the full uh, Linux system for the on the camera. Yeah, and this, so this is really a software-defined hardware. So, and um, the camera itself running Linux and uh, uh, works with the, using Bluetooth and BRE working with the external systems. Uh, so, for example, OBD is a Bluetooth, and then remote control is the BRE. Uh, and then working with uh, using okay, Wi-Fi. so that, that was that, yeah because you've got the little control that straps the steering wheel. Um, it's like uh, and the material that like the strap is made out of is I, I liken it most to um, like an uh, an Apple Watch band. It's it feels like the same material. Uh, yeah, so that's also we're trying to really improve the overall user experience and make this as, as seamlessly as possible to the users so that they can just uh, click and then bookmark the section because you drive uh, hours and hours of footage. Uh, how can you share that in most exciting 30 seconds? The unit comes with a 32 gig card, right? Um, actually, no, the, the unit does not come with a SD card uh, because we have users that they want a very different uh, capacity of mm -hmm. cards for different applications. Okay. And some people really wanted to have a larger capacity to be able to capture the road trip, for example, the travel aspect, yeah, we can support up to 256 gigabyte. Okay. Well, then that means that your, your PR team stuck a card in there for me ahead of time, and I appreciate that on their behalf. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, 256, because it's uh, SDXC, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. right? So it's the itty-bitty SD cards. Um, and it's, yes, the micro SD cards. Yeah, yes. I assume that... Um, as capacity on those cards increase, you guys will probably support that pretty easily. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. Just yeah, just treat it as a drive, basically format. Right, there, and it goes. Cool. Um, and then, as far as like the is using his dash cam, um, it will. How many hours do you get out of like a 720p? How many hours of footage can you, you know, how much space does that consume per hour approximately? Yeah, do you have numbers on that kind of thing? Uh, so it's all uh, configurable. Obviously, if you go to the camera and go to menu, you can uh, select it's uh, whether 1080p 60 or 720p. And the beauty of the camera is there are lots of technology in the background to help you with the storage manage uh, so that you don't have to worry about the, you know, when the SD card is full. And so it's uh, enabled one of the key features of the dashcam functionality is the endless recording. So it will record and overwrite the previous if you don't mark it and you can think that our store our uh, data storage is the short-term uh, mid-term and long-term memories mm -hmm. and the short-term uh, uh, the you know the recording and the endless uh, recording section and the uh, the mid-term are the ones uh, you you marked and then we save them we, so we don't overwrite make sure we don't overwrite them and the long term is you have option to back up onto our cloud okay and then on the, or of course, just pop the card out or sync it with your with your computer and yes, pull the, yes. Put it so we also have a desktop application yep. that um, has uh, providing additional functionality and making the archiving and the uh, editing uh, even easier. Yeah, and then I, I, when I first got it, just to play around with it before I even put it in the car, when I plugged it into my Mac, it just it nicely it just showed up as an SD card drive. So it was it was nice to work with on that point for for people like us that might take it into Premiere and actually use it for film in film production or something to that effect. 
Um, because obviously, we're using a little bit more robust editing package than you guys would, would do. I, I don't think you're competing with Adobe Premiere and Final Cut. No, Cup, right? no, that's not our purpose. No. <laughs> it's, it's not really providing a full-blown editing tool, but we wanted to make sure that we have provide users that option yeah. so that they can easily For most archive. people, it's plenty. It's uh, Yeah, it's yeah. plenty. Yeah. And I, I think for a lot of people, even mobile app itself is plenty good. Right? Yeah, and you that, can do a yeah. lot with on the phone. Yeah. Yes. Google edit some pretty amazing stuff. Well, even if you were just like, when you were at Drift School, it would have been fun to have something like that where you could have just like, here's the three clips I liked, and then just like, right out to like Twitter or YouTube or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. That would have been kind of that. That actually, we should talk to Naoki. Well, yeah, because I ended up with like a two minute long clip and I just need like 12 seconds out of it, so I had to like, you know, go home and trim it and all that. So it would have been good to break it up. So the favorite, fe- the favorite functionality when you actually hit the button on the wheel, um, that is configurable for certain seconds. Like, I, I'm a little confused on just how that works. So, I think I have it set at 30 seconds. So it does when you hit the button, it saves the 30 seconds before and then the 30 seconds after hitting the button. Is that correct? Uh, 15 seconds before, 15 seconds, 15 seconds uh, after. I mean, all these are, are configurable. Okay. Yeah. Is there any is there any um, plan to be able to bump that up to maybe a higher time frame? Just because if you're maybe on a, on a drive and there's a very pretty section of road that you want to capture that, maybe it's sunset or something, and you're coming over the, over a hilltop or uh, something to that effect, it'd be nice to be able to get more than, you know, uh, that little clip. Uh, yes. I mean, all the, uh, we call the... The highlights that can also be it's, the duration of that can be configurable. Okay, it's on your app or on the uh, on the camera. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so uh, Waylands, uh, where can we find you online? Um, so at the www.waylands.com. And it's W-A-Y-L-E-N-S. Waylands. Yes, yes the uh, lens on the road. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Well. I really appreciate you coming by. Coming all the way, well, you're going home to Boston tonight, tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay, yeah, we're headed back to Los Angeles this evening. Um, Once again, I have to thank uh, our sponsors, Magnaflow, for uh, setting up this lovely space for us and letting our guests come in and eat their food and have conversations with us. I also have to thank the Forza team, uh, once again, for making sure that uh, we got out here and could stay in a hotel and have dinner. Um, And... uh, also for sending out the slides so that uh, everybody here at the show can play Forza Horizon 3, which you can get at xbox.com, on Xbox Live, and in the archaic brick-and-mortar store system. Um, all right. Thanks again. Appreciate well, thank it. Thank you. And, really appreciate uh, it. I've been having fun with your product, and I'm going to keep playing with it. Thank right. you.